guys, and welcome to Nip Talk. On today's episode, we will be discussing co-parenting, or shall we say baby mama and baby daddy situationships, as we know colloquially. These situationships come with a myriad of hardships. I mean, it's honestly hard to be a team player with someone you're cutting ties with. Am I right? However, our next guest is Cecia, and she's a friend of mine, and she happens to have one of the best co-parenting relationships that I know of. I would be remiss to not share that that was in my opinion when I first heard of Cecia. Let me preface this by saying that I only knew of Cecia's co-parenting relationship through the eyes of baby mama number two. Not stating that there was anything out of context shared, it was just a foreign idea to me how two exes could be so cool. With that being said, I had the pleasure to befriend all three parties, and I now understand that no matter what side you're on, truly, no matter what side you're on, it's hard, and it's not for the faint of heart. And with that backstory, I hope you all enjoy the next episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Nip Talk Pod. My name is Laura. Hey, girls and boys. Um, today's episode is a very exciting one, a very, uh, how can you say, very emotionally involved episode because this has to do with our children, guys. Um, this is about co-parenting or, you know, like how I like saying it in the ghetto, baby mama and baby daddy situations. Um, so, you know, you might be a single girl and you don't have kids. This is for you, too, because, bitch, you might be involved with a man who does have children. Mm -hmm. If you are divorced and you have children, this is for you. Mm -hmm. um, basically, it's for everybody. Yeah, anybody that everybody, is involved with kids. Yeah, everybody who's involved with kids. Point. But we have somebody really special here today. Mm -hmm. um, her name is Cecia. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> and Cecia, um, I met Cecia, and uh, the one thing that stood out to me is the relationship she has with her ex. Mm. Um, she has two children with him. And uh, again, shocking relationship, something that you don't see and something that you all want. So, uh, Cecia? Hi, guys. <laughs> Give us a little intro of what the situation is. How'd you make it work with your ex? Okay, mm. so um, we obviously have two beautiful boys, um, growing boys. That mm. I have a 13 and 11-year-old son. Okay. And uh, we had them very young, very, very young. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, we were teenagers. We were um, a statistic, you know. We ended up getting pregnant right after high school. And um, we were super, super young. Didn't really know what was going to happen or mm -hmm. how we were going to do things. But um, we always felt that our kids were very important to us. Mm -hmm. And I know that most parents feel that way. But we always felt that... That was going to be our number one priority, no mm -hmm. matter what. Um, unfortunately, we didn't make things work after mm -hmm. our second son was born. Um, shortly after, we ended up not, you know, going our separate ways. And it was very difficult in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, I think, like everything, there's a lot of emotions involved. And it's really hard to even sit down and have a conversation at that point. But we always felt, or I, as far as me, I always felt that I wanted to... Mm -hmm not stay there. I wanted to be able to have mm -hmm. communication, be able to have a good relationship with him for the sake of our children. Mm -hmm. I think very early on, although I was very young, I felt that my 
that what I was feeling wasn't just me. It was it was about my children. My rights stop where their rights begin. And I think really I've I've we've always kind of used that as like, you know, a foundation for everything. Mm-hmm. Like where do their rights begin? Where does do my rights stop? You know, mm-hmm. as a per as a mother or as a co parent or as a girlfriend or an ex whatever you have to understand that there there comes a point where it's just no longer your rights. It's mm-hmm. their rights as mm-hmm. children. And they're, you know, your children mm-hmm. are both of your children. But question, mm-hmm. did it, was it always like that since the beginning? So you guys, you know, clearly something went wrong in your relationship. You guys ended it. Yeah. Um, was that transition something that took a year, six months, or you automatically went into like, we're great co-parents? Like, how did that work out? Like, okay. how did it, how did you transition from an ending of relationship to beginning of a healthy co-parenting relationship. So I think um, my son, my youngest son is mm. 11. So mm-hmm. I think it's still a work in progress. It's mm-hmm. always a work in progress. Okay. Like everything in life, you're constantly involving, changing, bettering. Mm-hmm. You make mistakes and you learn from it and you get better. Um, but no, I mean, in the be- very beginning, it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. I think because there were still a lot of emotions Got involved. It. I think, you know, mm-hmm. when you still have really strong feelings towards the other person it's it's there's a lot of different things it's you know it's about the relationship you want to be petty you want to be angry Mm. you're hurt you're you want to get even you know you want to whatever it may be I Mm -hmm. think that plays a big role when you start you start kind of watering all those feelings down and it can take months and then mind you this is a two people thing Mm -hmm. so one person can get there faster than the other. Um, one person was might have already been gone before mm-hmm. the you know they decided to split up. So, I think that plays a big role um, mm-hmm. in it all because there's emotions and you know you feel some type of way towards the other person mm-hmm. and you feel a lot of parents and I'm gonna say this women fortunately were very petty. So we tend to use our children as leverage. Like mm-hmm. it is the worst thing you can possibly do because it isn't about you. It isn't about the dad, about what I'm, how, how mm-hmm. I'm going to hurt you or how mm-hmm. I'm going to get back. It is about your kids. Ultimately, mm-hmm. it affects mm-hmm. your children. Every decision, everything that you do, it affects them Absolutely. for, you know, the worst, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think um, that is the biggest thing, you know, understanding that um, everything that you do affects your children. Yeah, because you're supposed to be in the same team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Team child. Yeah. Team, you know, Pepito and shit. <laughs> 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 team Roger, whatever, you know, Roger. you're supposed to be in the same team. And yeah. um, you can't really have a good teamwork if you're rooting for your fucking self. No, and yeah. if you yeah. want to have your own... Um, sense of control over things when it's a teamwork type of thing you know yeah Yeah. so i think that that's very important and it is crazy how um you mentioned women like women you feel are the pettier ones i can't say i mean there's obviously the case by case uh situation and i had my case girl yeah but i I was not ready no but i think you know us women tend to be pettier i mean how many times you hear this like i don't like that girl and you ask them like why and i'm like they're like, you know, she stole my pencil in second grade. I'm like, girl, we're 30-something years right. old. Yeah. It's been a long time. And you time. know what's so funny? Like, no, I can relate to that because there's actually a bitch named Natalie who took my motherfucking gel pen. Damn, Natalie. And I will not forget you, bitch. And you try to talk to me in high school, bitch, try again. So, yes, I agree. You know what? I just I just made your statement Do true. You see what I mean? And then so you men tend to Fuck be you, more Natalie. forgiving. Let's continue. Um, I mean, we're all, I think we're petty at different levels, men and mm. women. Yeah, but Absolutely. I mean, women were more like you know. There's a book, um, 
men, women are like spaghetti, men are like waffles or something like that. Mm. I, I misquoted that or we'll figure it out later. But <laughs> um, it's true. We're just very different. We're all yeah. like women are very like everything is tied into each other. Um, yeah. Men tend to separate things and let go of things and move on. We tend to like device, still... Yeah be angry about something that happened two and a half years ago and it's like that just Mm -hmm. you know it's it's how we are it's it's how we are are built you know as women so unfortunately that also like kind of pours over into parenting so we Mm -hmm. tend to be very petty how to like when we feel like we're losing grasp of things like we Mm -hmm. tend to find ways to be able to try to get back at someone and that's how we tend to i see it so much Mm -hmm. so so much and uh, i mean it took me a long time to understand it. And I think, you know, who we are as individuals plays a huge role mm-hmm. as who we are as parents and mm-hmm. co-parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally, for me, what's worked is I've always, you know, d- read and, and try to uh, do self-help and, and whether they'd be, you know, podcasts like this one or whether they'd be motiv- mm-hmm. motivational YouTube videos or books. I think that's absolutely huge. Like, just oh, buy yeah, a yes. book, a co-parenting mm-hmm. book. And I think mm-hmm. it'll expand your mind on... On how to be a better co-parent. So actually, before we started this podcast, I started listening and reading things about co-parenting. A lot of the things kind of like are rooted on the same things when it comes to issues amongst people that are co-parenting. It's like always a narcissistic personality. It's always a person who wants control. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always um, maybe resentment and feeling still for the significant other. Mm -hmm. You know, um, bitterness about things ending. Mm -hmm. Um, Bonus parents, you know, bonus mom, bonus dad. So um, it it seems like it's all the same thing. And I wish we were all maybe taught some type of like social skills when it comes to this because, you know, not all relationships will make it. And I feel Mm -hmm. like we do as humanity our our you know school district or you know our education system should teach us about relationships yeah because mm-hmm. that's the Absolutely. number one thing that we're all gonna deal yeah. with you might not all be an engineer you all might not be an attorney but we will all have relationships yeah. mm-hmm. and the way that these relationships and the dynamics of how we make things work impact everything they're yeah. like domino Absolutely. effect to and to every industry in every area mm-hmm. so I feel like I want to like I don't know Laura if you have any questions for Ceci I know that I have a couple of questions because I've yeah, <laughs> I have some do, questions yeah so um, obviously I'm I'm a parent as well I'm not gonna get into my story just yet but from seeing other friends of mine and their co-parenting stories and just the horror stories I've heard and mm-hmm. seen them go through um, particularly with court like yeah. court can mm-hmm. be such a draining experience and I've seen friends just lose their minds over months and months and months of going to court and battling over this and that date and this weekend and these hours and blah, 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 blah. Did you go through the court system to mediate anything? Or how did that, how did you guys decide to do that? Um, I think we had a mutual agreement very early on. It was a verbal that eventually turned into a written one, but it was just done like on our own. Um, yeah. We did eventually end up going to court Again, due to, uh, you know, a bonus parent coming into the, the mm-hmm. situation. And I guess we'll okay. get into that, how that affected our relationship yes. for a period yeah. of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, but no, initially, I think, um, like I said, it was just baby steps. You know, there was some really bad times, really hard days. There was mm-hmm. arguments involved. There was times that, you know, we couldn't see eye to eye. But we ultimately always went back to, like, square one, like, 
respect one another, respect the fact that our children are our children. It's 50-50. Mm -hmm. I know it, it took 50% of who we are to make mm -hmm. those children. We both have the same rights. We don't, mm -hmm. you don't, just because you're the mother and you carried that child, somehow we feel that we have more right. of an entitlement, mm -hmm. more rights. But, I mean, that's the father, too. You know, without that father, there would be no child. Without that yeah. mother, there would be no child. So we always kind of went back to that. Um, so we ended up having an agreement, what worked best for the boys. Mm -hmm. We always kind of went back to that. What's the best thing for the boys? Not what's best for you, not what's inconvenient or convenient for mm -hmm. for you or I, but more what's what's the best thing for the boys. And we ultimately agreed due to work schedules and stuff like that. He couldn't really have them during the week, but he always had access to them. So mm -hmm. I, the one thing that I implemented because they were so little I, as a mom, this was something that was important to me because I feel like our life is not promised, mm -hmm. and I wanted them to have a good relationship, respect. Mm -hmm. I think the mom and dad being involved is always, like, a positive thing for them, that children mm -hmm. always need their mother. They always need their father. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, because we couldn't make it work, we didn't live in the same household. Mm -hmm. But I wanted him to be a part of their everyday life. So since they were little, I always incorporate the give a dad a call in the morning. It was always give a dad a call. Oh, so nice when they were little, they always called him, spoke to him, and then eventually it turned into where they call him. Till this day, they speak to their father daily. Our, you know, sometimes hours at a time or multiple times a day and it was because something that I decided to do for them I didn't mm -hmm. do it for him I did it for them because again like I said my life was never promised I never wanted to be where their relationship was you know distant mm -hmm. or strange or, mm -hmm. or anything where they didn't know their father as well as they knew me because if I were to be gone tomorrow it was going to be even more shocking more of a, yeah. a shock to now mm -hmm. pack all your bags and go to dad's yeah. type of thing so very early on we made sure I, I love that you implemented yeah, that because that typically it's like the per, the the parent you know you go to the mom's house now and then the dad telling you hey call me yeah you know mm -hmm. but it's and it came out of you the initiative yeah. was like hey you need to call your dad yeah, absolutely that's beautiful i like yeah, that. yeah i think um I, I think maybe could have been that um a part of it was i grew up without a father and stuff mm -hmm. i i grew up with an amazing stepfather which i call a father and but I, I there were certain things that were still missing you know mm -hmm. and I think that when you have your biological father and your biological mother like and you can somewhat have them in your life I think it's very important so I wanted to make sure mm -hmm. that they always had their dad around they always had access to their dad they never felt limited that I can only speak to dad mm -hmm. on the weekend that I'm with him like no mm -hmm. I, these are you, you can't cultivate, you can't build a relationship on sometimes. You have to build it on every day. Yeah. So I felt that was super important for them. So that worked out pretty well. Um, and Do you feel, I have a question. Do you feel ahead. that um, maybe you can have this great dynamic depending on the personality of both co-parents? Uh, because, for example, your situation, I you know, I'm pretty lucky enough to have to know you and to also know Mark. And you're... Your personalities are pretty mellow. You yeah. guys, you know, you guys are chill. You guys talk to each other. And the vibe that you guys give off is fucking great. Like, yeah. it's something that even my oh, husband girl, told you. you haven't been involved when yeah. we fight. Yeah. We fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the personalities look like they mesh very nicely. Yeah. Where, um, for example, in my situation, my, my husband now, I yeah. sometimes tell him, hey, if this thing weren't to work out, would you be open to like a co-parenting situation? Mind you, I'm a person that like I don't burn bridges. Like I yeah. don't. I'm. I always have a good relationship with everybody. It doesn't matter if like we no longer talk. Like mm -hmm. I've never 
burned that bridge. Yeah. Um, so even my exes, like, I'm cool with all of them. Of There's respect there. Yeah. Um, so I would like to keep it the same way, especially with somebody that I've been married for many years, 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So I always tell him, like, hey, would you be open to this? And he's like, fuck no. Okay. Well, you heard him. We, we actually yeah. want, guys, by the way, <laughs> little insight. We actually wanted to have my husband, Esteban, to be on the podcast today. Uh, he uh, respectfully said, fuck no. Um, <laughs> so he said, I'm going to leave if you ask me one more time. Mm-hmm. But his per, his perspective on this aspect is completely opposite from our perspective i'm super cool with like you know still co-parenting together where he's more like um there's nothing for you and i to talk about anymore Mm. like you're gonna parent the way you want to parent i'm gonna parent the way that i want to parent and we don't need to talk about it and i'm like you know what happens if i'm like cool with your girlfriend or your wife (laughs) because i feel like i'm cool with everybody so i'm like what happens if like she's my friend (laughs) it is like fuck no i would never want that i would never want you to be like friends with my wife or whatever it's like because i'm respectful to her and you know i don't know how your you know future husband would feel about talking to me so to avoid all that dynamic and making them feel some a certain type of way let's not even communicate where i'm like you know you, you mentioned a perfect thing Cecilia, tell them a little bit about tone you you talked about early yeah, on the relationship yeah i think you have to set the tone and be honest mm-hmm. um since the very beginning when yeah. you sometimes you start talking to somebody mm-hmm. um you know, and it's just casually talking. But then you know the difference between casually and where it starts getting where mm-hmm. you have more conversations. I think early on you have to let them know mm-hmm. the, what the dynamic is with your significant, with your co-parent. You know, mm-hmm. where you let them know the bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because there's not just good in any relationship, mm-hmm. in any type of even business partnerships. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to adjust. Um, in marriage and in parenting and co-parenting, there's adjustments all the time. I think if you kind of set the tone in in the very beginning where you don't set the tone where oh yeah we just have to deal with the co-parent till the our children are 18 that is absolutely the craziest thing i hear people talk mm-hmm. about you know i only got to deal mm-hmm. with her for eight, you know 16 more years till my child turns 18 your child is your child for the rest of your life let's true. make that very clear yeah, true your children <laughs> are your children forever yeah, i literally told this stuff on like uh yeah. you know that you're gonna talk to me he's like nope i don't have to talk to you for <laughs> shit fuck you That's like false. he's I already think, like he's already fighting me like we're I divorcing think culture, <laughs> i think culture plays yeah, a big yeah, role yeah oh I mean, absolutely you know um I'm, you know, Mexican. Mm-hmm. Latinos tend to be very, like, macho. Oh, like, yes. we don't do that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think our culture is wrong for those things because mm-hmm. I it's don't unhealthy. think... I think it's healthy to be able to have a conversation with people. I don't think everyone has to be necessarily where we're at. You know, Mark and I have dinners together. Mm-hmm. We sometimes... We're even planning a vacation with his family and myself. Yeah. You know, uh, we... But, you know, we obviously have these very, very, like, pronounced lines of respect and, like, mm-hmm. boundaries and stuff. And, and we create boundaries all the time. And they change and they mm-hmm. we modify them. But we have so much respect for one another mm-hmm. and um, respect for what we've built that mm-hmm. we would never cross that line at all mm-hmm. or anything. You know, I know what you guys are t- thinking, like, you know, is there some funny business? We've had it. We've yeah, had it. We've know. been asked that. You, you know, know what? I, I remember when I first heard that you and Mark, like, had, like, this awesome bond with each mm-hmm. other. I was like, hmm, that's a little odd. Yeah. You know? But then when you actually experience it, um, yeah. I remember the first time I experienced both of you guys together was um, at a party. I, yeah. I don't remember what kind of party it was. But it was like you can sense it. It's something yeah. that 
you can you give off this the sensual tension when there's yeah. something going Absolutely. on and it's sketchy and you even yeah. feel sketchy for even looking at it. With you guys is so fucking chill. It's like literally, I'm yeah. not even gonna lie, it's like brotherly. Yes, it is. And I've <laughs> it's said like that. brotherly. It's well, like, I've, I've said that and people are like, no, that's mm-hmm. not possible. I yeah. said it absolutely is. You know, you, mm-hmm. you set the tone, you set the tone for mm-hmm. people, you set the tone for your new partner, mm-hmm. you let them know that this is something that's not, this is non-negotiable, mm-hmm. like where this person is going to be involved. Mm-hmm. This is my child's mother, child's father for the rest of their lives, no mm-hmm. matter whether I like it, whether I like the decision mm-hmm. I made, whether I don't like them or do like them. That's not changing. Mm-hmm. Like, understand you cannot change the parent. Like, you picked it, you did it, it happened, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're stuck with that decision. Yeah. Yeah. So you set that tone, you set those respect boundaries, like, very early on. Uh, setting boundaries is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And um, continue to stick by those boundaries. And then, Mm -hmm. honestly, I strongly believe that love has many different roles and many, and and it can evolve very differently. Mm -hmm. Um, I can say it right now. I absolutely love Mark. I Mm -hmm. love him. I am not in love with him. There is a big Mm -hmm. difference. I love him and respect him and care for him. And I always will. Mm -hmm. Because he's someone that gave me my children. Without Mm -hmm. him, there will not be, you know, my two beautiful boys. And I think um, that's big, you know, having Mm -hmm. respect and love for a person. Um, And love takes so many different, you know, just roles in life. You know, you Mm -hmm. love your dog, not the Mm -hmm. same way that you love your food and Mm -hmm. not the same way you love your children and not Mm -hmm. the same way that you love your friends. Mm -hmm. But you still love them. And I feel like that's for for me, like I love and respect him. Mm -hmm. And um, we just that's the. Setting these foundations and are huge. Honestly, mm-hmm. I find it so sad now that, you know, I know you and Mark's relationship. I find it so sad that you would even mix it up with a different intention behind it. Like, yeah. it's it's not okay. Like, that you already, like, making it a taboo thing when you don't even know the relationship of how yeah. you guys are doing so good with co-parenting. I commend you guys. I yeah. mean, I hope that if, for whatever reason, I'm not with this seven anymore, that we were to have at least half of what you guys have because yeah. this is like again i tell Stevan and Stevan comes from a very um mindset that no fuck that we're never yeah. talking you're like you'll never see me again and it's like bitch i will see you in every fucking wedding yes <laughs> i will see you in every special event yeah guess mm-hmm. who's gonna be there Birthday party. i'm Birthdays gonna be there yeah. yeah literally you will see my face in every special event yeah. yeah like so for you to say that you're never you don't need to talk to me it's like fucking re- you, are you, you ridiculous you have to be cordial yeah, respectful yeah. with one another yeah. and i think like i said this is mm-hmm. for the sake of your children. Like, mm-hmm. um, we actually kind of, uh, over breakfast right before we sat down, all three of us, mm-hmm. we talked about this. Like, um, I think every parent has said this at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, I love my children so much, mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. It always follows with something crazy after. Like, mm-hmm. I love my children so much, I would die for them. Mm-hmm. I would kill for them. I would, you, whatever else we've added, every parent has said this at mm. one point. Mm-hmm. But the craziest part is that we would kill for them and die for them, but we won't sit across the table and share a meal with a co-parent. <laughs> so then, yeah. it's to me, that's the craziest mm. statement anyone can make. So you're willing to go to the extent of killing and dying, but you're not willing to even have a conversation. Or even mm. be able to look at each other. Like, how many parents... You know, mm-hmm. drop off children, don't even get out, get out of a car or yeah. don't even say one word. Or yeah. and, and if they do, it's usually something very demeaning, disrespectful yeah. or yeah. rude or, That's or how short. That's relationship is with my, my daughter's dad. And it's not 
from lack of me trying because I always try to include him and like get him to feel more involved but because I think there is possibly still some emotional attachment on his end of course because I was the one that left him um he I think he he feels like he is constantly in trying to prove that he's better than me or he I don't know the pettiness level on his end but um whenever I try to like have a conversation with him about my daughter and her schooling like just something so simple as that like it's like okay like one word answers every time I'm like okay so do you want to come and do this do you want to do that like trying to have a full-blown conversation he's like no just that's fine oh my god i swear to god that's gonna be fucking esteban that is if i were to like yes that's gonna be esteban because esteban dude even but you know maybe that's what i'm talking about like that's the personality mark has like a really like he's a really cool guy like really chill really happy easygoing guy yeah Uh, you know i don't know your your significant other laura and and esteban i know esteban and esteban is more like dude i'm married to him right now and i'm like hey should i paint the room this color or like um, a blue do whatever you i don't want. give a fuck yeah like, whatever you want so, so I mean, it's like you know it's maybe these personalities what do you call I these think personality has a huge role mm-hmm. but i think anybody can adjust and 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 change mm-hmm. whatever it is about them that's not working out for the sake of what they want i mean we all do mm-hmm. we all would you know i don't mm-hmm. care what personality you have i don't care if you can't run at the speed of lightning if i were to tell you that if you run you know one mile in six minutes you get a million dollars i can probably bet that almost everyone will probably make it happen some way Mm -hmm. somehow you know you figure it out kind of thing um i think when if your children are that important everyone can mold and change and and make changes in their life that would benefit their children Mm -hmm. i think um it's very hard to do it but you know it's very worth it i think because if you your children are already at a disadvantage. They've already they're at a disadvantage versus having mom and dad at home, mm-hmm. versus walking down the hall and being able to speak to mom and dad. Right. These children are, you know, packing backpacks every other weekend and forgetting toothbrushes and forgetting jackets and shoes and mm-hmm. and forgot their homework. And now we're dealing with so many different cope, uh, you know, so many different parenting. Um, ways and and at moms we eat this way and at dads we eat this way and at dads we can't say this and at moms we can say that like it's just so much Mm -hmm. that we don't understand that we're putting so much pressure on these children that are going back and forth different homes and everything and then on top of it's like just even their own personal feelings growing Mm -hmm. up like school life COVID right now you know so many Mm -hmm. different things and we just got to understand ultimately like this is going to make their life a little bit easier i've already complicated it mm-hmm. we've already complicated it this is mm-hmm. a mutual mm-hmm. thing it is our fault that we're not together mm-hmm. so why do you want to make that child's life even more difficult than it already has become by us not being together right. and um i just think you know it's a maturity thing mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's just so many different things play a big role in it um and being able and willing to want to change, like, yeah. for your children. Do you know, I was just thinking about this. So there's there's always, you know, books and podcasts and whatever you want to say about co-parenting and how to do it right, what not to do, what to do. Um, we always have the narrative, the narrative of, like, you know, um, partners having a power struggle over mm-hmm. their children. 
Imagine if the narrative was like a podcast where actually children talked about how they want to be treated within the relationship. Mm, exactly. Imagine like because now we wouldn't hear about mom, dad, mom versus dad, or no, it's yeah, like this is I'm a child and this is what I would like in my childhood, and this is what I don't like yeah. to hear because it mm-hmm. makes me feel this this yeah. way when I hear said parent talk ill about my other parent it makes me feel this way and then if you were to hear the narrative of a child of children not just a child but children being in you know a divided um you know uh, just a co-parenting situation then you would be like i don't want to be that i don't i don't want to give that i don't i don't you know i hear this little kid talking that like that that makes me feel this way that's not something that i want to do yeah and you know i want to give my kid happiness and this kid sounded so happy when he talked about how his both parents were here like that's what i want to do you know so i think that maybe we should have like i think that's somebody should have a narrative of like the children because now you're not listening it from power struggle it's from this is this is how we don't ask them how how they feel like we i I don't think even at times like and we didn't even take them into account like home parenting books and everything like you don't even take into of course you take into the account the children because you're in team child yeah but uh, when are they going to talk like when are they going to be allowed to speak how are they they how do they actually feel like i think that would be super important there's always like Mm -hmm. with i think with kids too they're they're made to feel like where does your loyalty Mm -hmm. and then you know they get questioned they leave dads and they get you know Mm. the mom is like well what did you do well it's like this the moment they sit in the car and i've heard it because i've been around this Mm. and it's like what'd you do what happened did you like that like it's just like this interrogation Mm. and then same thing like when they arrive at the other parents this interrogation it's like they always feel like they have to make the one parent happy and then the other parent happy happy because i i saw it firsthand um one of my, our family members got a divorce, you know, mm. recently, two, three years ago. And I saw how the children were just being like, you know, I saw it on both mm. sides. Like, Imagine where the they anxiety. were getting pulled. Oh, absolutely. I saw it. And I saw it in the weight gain of one of the, the children. Mm. And that was their depression. That was their, th- there was so much going on. And it's like, and these parents are like so busy, like being like bulldogs, like going mm. back and forth and fighting and asking and talking, even not taking into consideration that you're talking about the other parent in front of that child. Yeah, that's so And bad. it's like that's still their dad, that's still their mother. And it's so sad that we do that to our children mm. consciously or unconsciously. Like we, we, we don't realize like we're yeah. doing these things mm-hmm. and we're breaking them down and we're hurting them like right before our eyes. Mm-hmm. And I've had this happen with my kids where it's been 11 years. I mind you, my youngest has never known mom and dad together, really, because he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And there is times where we're doing something, we're having dinner, or we're together, all of us, or, you know, whether we go do an activity. And till this day, my youngest is a little bit more verbal and, and, and mm-hmm. the way he expresses and just says things. He's just like, I am so happy that you and dad are friends. Mm-hmm. Like. And, so, and so just beautiful. hearing that makes me feel like, you know what, I'm doing something right. Oh, like, I'm doing God, something yeah. right because, you know, you don't really hear that. And yeah. I see him and he's just happy that he's able to have mom and dad there. Like, yeah. whether to blow out his candles for a birthday or mm-hmm. whether it's because he has a school play mm-hmm. or, or just a normal day kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it just makes, I see what we're doing. We're, we're creating such confidence in these children mm-hmm. and Absolutely. such you know having them grow in an environment with love and and that there's and unity yeah. yeah and and i think it's ultimately like it mm-hmm. shows in the, the the little humans that they're becoming and mm-hmm. the young men that they're going to become one day and the grown men the adults that mm-hmm. they're going to become one day mm-hmm. because you talked about how steven feels a certain way and it's because he's a product of his environment like 
whatever he grew up with, whatever, mm. whether mm. without a father or whether, mm. whatever the culture and everything, he became this man because of how he was raised. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, like, what I want for my children is become men mm -hmm. that have an understanding and respect. And, and I hope that and I pray that one day they end up with somebody and they stay with them and they don't have, like, a co-parenting situation happen. Mm -hmm. But I know that if that were to happen to them, I think okay. that they would be good. Yeah, that, that's good because you led with yeah. example, you yeah. know. I honestly do feel like children, you don't have to teach children. Like, they see what you're doing and they'll yeah. mimic what you do. Exactly. So um, I was going to ask you, so there is, you know, right now we're talking about just, you know, your, your relationship with Mark, co-parenting. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about introducing new characters to that. Um You know, because that brings in a whole, you know, it opens a can of worms, essentially. Because um, yeah. then you have a different, an added narrative. It might be positive, it might be negative, but it still affects the child. Mm -hmm. So what's, uh, what's the feedback that you can give us when another character is introduced? You know, how can you make sure you as a, you know, let's say that, I am bringing a new character into, let's say that I'm divorced yes. into my relationship, my co-parenting relationship. How would I have to do that? Like, how would I go about that? How would I set the expectation for both both parties? Like, not only my ex, but my significant other now. Like, how do you do that? For I, I can't say this would work for everyone. Again, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just speaking from my experience, what's mm -hmm. worked or hasn't worked for us. Mm -hmm. And learning from that, um, the way we did it, mm -hmm. Or because we both brought significant others, I, mm. you know, married. And mm. I, I think early on, like I said, mm. set that tone. Mm -hmm. We really set that tone. And then, first of all, we, I, I personally saw it more like I'm not looking at her as a co-parent type of thing. It's not about the children right now. It's about me, woman to woman. Like, mm. I respect him. I need to respect that person. Correct. If he cared enough to bring her around... That means that she matters to him and she needs mm -hmm. to matter to me. Mm. And I need to acknowledge her as a person mm -hmm. and as his person, mm -hmm. first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I think we're just like, you know, how many times, oh, that's just his bitch. That's mm -hmm. the first thing that comes out of these girls. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's just his bitch. That's just this. Uh, why do I have to? I don't, I don't know her. I don't have to respect her. You don't know her. But mm -hmm. you do owe her a certain amount of respect as a human, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that's what I did early on. You know, I was respectful to a person. I gave him a place. Mm -hmm. I gave him a place that she was someone important to him. Me, I'm, I, I think we're just so cool with, we had such a cool relationship then. You know, the first time I ever met someone that he was serious, you know, we went to lunch at El Torito, you know, and it was a good, it was a good experience. Mm -hmm. You know, the boys had had a soccer game. I met her. We went to go have lunch, and it was, you know, I know it's hard for her because it's just like, whoa, like, this is mm -hmm. a lot kind of thing. But like you, know? you said, it was, that tone should have been set from the beginning. Yes. So, so it shouldn't he, have been a surprise. He didn't do that good always. of a job. I'm sure, you know, that, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like that's where it's, I can't do it for him. That was his part. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think if he was a lot more verbal, telling mm -hmm. her, letting her know, kind of involving her in certain things, it wouldn't just been, and even then, there's still people that are going to be shocked, you know? Okay, mm -hmm. so... Yeah. This is tip number one. Set the expectation very fucking early on. Like, yeah. don't be acting different no. now because you have a significant other. Be the same way that you yeah. are. So if, if you're cool with your ex and you have an awesome co-parenting situation, mm -hmm. be fucking cool when you bring another girl yes. in. Because that way she knows that, hey, well, I might not like it. This might be weird for me, but he's always had a cool relationship with his 
you know, baby mama. And I should respect that. And if she doesn't like that, then she can jump out. It's a red flag for her and she moves on. And then she can find somebody who Mm -hmm. doesn't have children. But, you know, whoever you are, if you have children, just keep it cool or just keep it the same. (laughs) Don't try to beat somebody else or change shit up just because you bring somebody else in. Yeah, I I think that's that's absolutely one. I I think we just kept it the same. Mm -hmm. Um, If we would have phone conversations, Mm -hmm. phone conversations continued. All those things continued. It Mm -hmm. it never really changed. Um, but again, now you're dealing with a third personality, mm-hmm. third, mm-hmm. third, uh, person views, third mm-hmm. person, the way they were raised. So now there's three people, mm-hmm. you know, and then now there's a partner on my side. So that we're talking about four different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I set my expectations right away and I let them, I let my partner know very early on before I even saw a relationship happening. We were friends and stuff. And I kind of, you know, talked about my situation, my relationship with my kid's dad and I set the tone and then evolved into a relationship. So now he already knew what was going on because we went from a friendship to a relationship. And then even then, we didn't change. You know, there's certain things that you have to tweak and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But And you involve a person. But um, I kind of got lucky that my husband was just also personality-wise. He was a very mm-hmm. kind person, very understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not saying that he was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. No, he, he was so... <laughs> At first, it was just, yeah, like, at first, it was like, okay, I don't know about that one, you know, kind of thing. But as time kind of went by, I think time is, like, your best friend. You know, time Mm -hmm. heals things. Time allows Mm -hmm. you to see things. Time, you know, helps you with things that you're kind of, like, iffy about. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if you just kind of continue that, like, that person will kind of Mm -hmm. get on board or get off, you know, one or the other. They're either on board or they're just you know, jumping ship. And that's okay. And you have to learn to respect that. Right. How do you think, Laura, that you would act if baby daddy brought a bonus mommy? You know what? I think I would honestly be happy because he he doesn't (laughs) date. Like, he's one of those dudes that thinks all women are hoes. Oh, okay, really? so he used to be a bouncer my, for... It's true over here. He used to be a bouncer <laughs> at clubs from the time he was 18 to mm, who it. knows how old. So he worked at clubs watching girls with boyfriends suck down the owner of the club. Oh, he worked shit. at strip clubs yeah. where he saw women doing shit like this every oh, single night. Yeah. So he he's like, I don't trust bitches yeah. kind of a thing. So when he got into a relationship with me, he was like... It was a big trust thing for him. Mm. I have not seen him date anybody since we broke up. Oh, gee, wow. And honestly, that's why it's so hard for me because I obviously I've been out here dating and getting to know people. And I found someone just recently that like mm. this one could be the one, honestly. But he's one of those people where he's like, don't bring anybody around Alana. Don't I don't, like nobody. Super respectful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, that's that's cool. But when I meet someone that I'm really feeling like obviously I want to make sure that them and Alana can yeah. get along and there's a good relationship there but it, yeah if he was to bring something I'd be like finally bitch <laughs> you fucking saved <laughs> me slow clap you did Thank it motherfucker you, you fucking you. did how it how can I make your life easier woman how yeah. can I help you oh my god <laughs> it'd be that kind of thing I feel like it's time for him to be happy mm-hmm. I feel like he's just he's one of these people that holds on to things for so long it's like it <sighs> It just puts him in a place he where needs it's therapy. Just, you know, he needs therapy. Oh, no. <laughs> he needs a lot of things. He needs a lot of things. He needs therapy. But yeah, he needs. He, he think he needs some happiness in his life, yeah. and I think if there was a woman to come into the picture, I'd be like, good. Yes, yeah, let's get you. to know each other. Let's do this. You oh, said yeah. something that to me stuck out, um, mm-hmm. where that's like the the other parents like do not bring that person. You can't bring these people around. Like, yeah. I think that's another thing. Like, look, we. 
we are no longer together. Like, yeah. your opinion matters, but understand that what I decide to do and what you decide to do is none of one another's business. Absolutely. Like, as long as you feel that your child is safe around that person mm-hmm. and they're not in danger mm-hmm. and you feel that you're ready, Absolutely. it cannot, there is no timeline that should be placed by the other parent mm-hmm. for you. Like, Absolutely. what you do and what you don't do. Vice versa. Like, that is not your business. If that mm-hmm. person made a decision, unless you feel that this person has continuously done things that has placed your child in a risky Danger. situation mm-hmm. or where they're emotionally, mm-hmm. like, kind of getting uh, messed up by the decisions that parent, then you do not have the right to have that conversation. If they decide to introduce someone a week on or a year later, that's not up to you. Yeah. And um, it, you, we have to respect that. Like, mm. that's I, I, I actually want to add to that. So mm. that's perfect that you said, Sassia, that. Because everybody always says, don't bring a lot of people into your kid's life. I mean, of course, if you, you know, if you part of the whole life, the whole community, please don't do that. That's yeah, kind of unhealthy. Yeah. If you know you're going to have casual You know, if, if your door is like mm-hmm. revolving door of like don't men and women coming into your household, you know, you do owe your children a little sense of respect. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. But I mean, what I'm talking about, we're talking about like if you actually have relationships and you bring people or if they're just friends and they're starting off as friends and then eventually they might lead to something else. I think you as a parent know whether yeah. that's okay with your child. Yeah. And you know what you're doing and I feel like I fucked up, honestly, because I was Mm -hmm. under that impression that you don't bring anybody around your children ever. Mm -hmm. And I totally fucked up. And I'll tell you why, because I ended up marrying Esteban. And literally the moment that we decided to live together, it's like Nathaniel now is out of the cold, out of nowhere, fucking introduced to Esteban. And Nathaniel was never involved as to like, I've been dating this this man. And, uh, you know, he started off as my friend. We started being with her. Now we're going to live together. No, Nathaniel was just thrown in there. My son, Nathaniel, you know, he was introduced to him just cold turkey. Now we're living together. So I think uh, that's fucking crazy. And I regret yeah. ever doing that and setting like, uh, like I would tell someone, no, someone, you don't need to be close to my son. My son already has a father. Yeah. Like that was so stupid of me. Like, no, of yeah. course it fucking matters. Of course yeah. I should bring my son so, around this person yeah. because this yeah. is the person that I'm going to be with. And eventually if I live so, with him, yeah. it's not going to be like uh, basically a bucket of cold water for you. You know, mm-hmm. it's you're my child you also are you know i owe you respect i think you need to, yeah absolutely yeah. you need to be able so to see how that child and mm-hmm. how Interact. that person do are they do are their personalities meet. even mesh yeah. well together and for your sake too mm-hmm. like you don't want to you don't want to mm-hmm. say hey i'm sending this timeline and t- t- typically we set timelines because of how other people yeah, yeah. but it's, it's, not. it's based off of other people's not necessarily oh, your yes. timeline you tend to care mm-hmm. a lot what other people are going to see you like or mm-hmm. what people are going to say mm-hmm. but think about it if every relationship you waited a year or two to introduce your children and what if that didn't work out now you've right. wasted two years but now not only that you're two years in and you're heavily emotionally involved mm-hmm. and it's a lot harder for you to attach so you more than likely are gonna just brush it off and like brush it off mm-hmm. and and, and, and it's not gonna, yeah let's let's just continue you know mm-hmm. maybe he'll change his mind maybe yeah. he'll act different mm-hmm. maybe my child will act different maybe they'll learn to get along mm-hmm. no like mm-hmm. i think i don't think there's a timeline i like you said mm-hmm. if you're it's if you're part of a certain life and you have too many people coming in yeah. and out yeah. like i absolutely believe you know hey respect your children mm-hmm. respect the fact that you can't mm. bring them around that many people but i think that there is no timeline you mm. are 
if you have good judgment, if you're mm-hmm. you're a pretty decent parent, you know when it's right and yeah. when it's not when right. It right. Bring them around. Bring mm-hmm. them around casually. You know, go to somewhere and see how that person interacts with your children. Because mm-hmm. that's you so can, important. It is. Absolutely. It's so important. Mm-hmm. And, and then that person's going to also get a, a feel of, like, what this, like, reality Do is going to set with in. This little yeah. kid? You know, whether you have <laughs> one want... child or five children, like, it's yeah. all cool mm-hmm. when you're, it's mm-hmm. just you too. Right. But now you see what it's like, you know, like, mm-hmm. the chaos, the, the, the complaints or like the the everything <laughs> you now get to see it. it's real yeah. it's raw mm-hmm. it's right in front of you are you running are you staying do you care enough to get involved with them mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. want a parent that just a cope or, or a partner that tolerates your children oh you want yeah. i've seen that i've yeah. seen the tolerance so many times mm, because and, and it's the saddest thing you don't want someone to tolerate your children you want someone to love your yeah, children because your child can feel that energy oh absolutely oh, yeah. if other people can sit it sitting down on a table with you like mm-hmm. that your children absolutely feel it yeah. yeah they'll never feel like you're home and you're part of home yeah like and like you said, mm-hmm. you know, you just throw them in a situation and it's like, hey, too bad. Like, I'm already married yeah. or too bad. I'm already heavily involved. Now I'm engaged. Or now this person someone I love. My children have to understand. Mm-hmm. And it's the saddest thing, you know. And that person is like seeing that. Like, okay, you yeah. place me first before your children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when it's your husband, when oh you're my married, God, that's yes, so they're first. Your children do come second. But I think that when you are a parent... You're, when, you, when you're in those situations, your children have to come first, first no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about for those people that are single mm-hmm. or have no children and mm-hmm. they're the bonus. Mm-hmm. How there should be like a book of etiquette, like of how you should behave if you are not the biological parent. If you're, just, you're, you're the bonus, you're the plus one, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So how should you... <laughs> Laura, I, I want to start with you, and we're going to go this way. <laughs> and I want you to let me know, what would be, like, an etiquette tip for the plus one parent? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> you want to go first? Uh, yeah, well, um, let's through. see. I think, I guess I'm going to try to reverse my role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been, a co- I had a brief relationship for about a year or so, and there was a mm-hmm. um, before I got married, there was a, a little boy involved, and he was between my boys. And I think, I think first you have to understand that that's that child's mother, mm-hmm. like that's their mother, like no matter what, or that mm-hmm. that child's father. Um, I think for me, I think you need to take a role as a support system to the father or to the mother. Mm-hmm. You don't take a role as a leader. You're not a leader in this situation. Mm-hmm. You're not in the driver's seat. I You're a passenger that. in it. So. You have to kind of like be neutral in a lot of things like, and not take be a good so co-pilot, personal. bitch. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, give me exactly. give me directions, <laughs> but don't steer the wheel type mm-hmm. of thing. Like be a support system to mm-hmm. me as a parent because mm-hmm. I'm the parent. Mm-hmm. You're my support system. And I know it's a really hard role. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's mm-hmm. and and, and it's, it's specifically hard when there's a lot of drama, a lot of problems, a mm-hmm. lot of things. But I think you can you. I believe if you're the right mm-hmm. person and you're the right partner to that mm-hmm. person, you can actually help the situation. Mm-hmm. Like you can intent instead of intensifying yeah. the already craziness and the fights and the you arguments, can neutralize you, it. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. say, you know what, like, okay. do you know to your partner if she's like, you know, f her, f my baby mama, be like, hey, you know what, that's your child's mother. You can, mm-hmm. you know, 
I know I don't know what's going on. I'm not haven't mm. been here long enough, but hey, like, mm. and also for you girls, like, think about it. If he's talking about her that way, yeah, what is he not? How is about he gonna? You? you think he's it's gonna be any different with you if you, that were to ever happen to you? Exactly. So kind of like you yeah. know, and if you if you kind of help mold that man, change that man a little bit, he's mm. gonna be a different man for you too. That's but true. if you see that you can't change that girl, run for the hills. <laughs> run. Yes. Run because you probably shouldn't be involved. So I yep. think I have, I, I, I'm I not in a relationship. I I don't think, no. No, I've never been, I can safely say I've never been involved with a man who has children already. Mm-hmm. I've never been the bonus. <laughs> you know, we get them single girl. <laughs> we don't fuck around. <laughs> My bitch ass had like was a single mom. I was like, nah, we gonna get me somebody who hasn't had no kids because I'm a jealous ass bitch. I'm toxic. Yeah, and that's Hi, okay. It's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I, my husband never had children. I already had um, a child of my own. And I think what I would tell the bonus, you know, plus, you know, situation, because I know that if, if that were to be, you know, what, what I would want to relay the message to, you know, future, future uh, partner of my husband, if that were mm. the case, I'm like, bitch, don't fuck with my money. Don't be put, putting your little input as to mm. how much money he should be giving me. <laughs> Stay in your yeah. lane, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> Do not fuck with my flow. <laughs> That's the number one, baby girl. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. talking to, like, my future. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm imagining here, okay? Bear with me. Okay. A bitch is imagining right now. <laughs> okay, number one, don't fuck with my money, girl. Mm. Stay in your lane. Uh, he wanted these children. Now he's going to finance these children, you know. Um, number two, um, I'm the mom. Mm. You you can more than welcome to be uh, side mommy. We're going to call you side mommy. <laughs> We're going to call you side mommy because I'm the main mommy. And, um... What else? Oh, boo-boo. I don't know how I feel about you being my baby mama. <laughs> the baby mama drama with me, no. too. <laughs> no, no, no. But, like, I think, honestly, if, like, Esteban, for example, were to have another person, I think I would be fucking dope with her. I'd be cool. Yeah, I think yeah, I would be I so totally cool. I'm like, bitch, Honestly. let's fucking go. Tom, let's go get drinks. Kids. <laughs> no, Esteban's going to get mad. Bitch, he won't get mad. He's not going to leave you. Trust me. He's after seven years, girl. <laughs> Let's go, bitch. Like, I think I would be that type of person that would be like, let's fucking be cool. Like, because I'm, look, number one, I like, I am all about women having each other's back. Number one. So for me, it's more of a like, wait a minute. My son now has a bigger love village. Why the fuck would I not agree with that? Mm -hmm. You're telling me that if I can't pick him up in the game, you're going to pick him up, bitch. (laughs) Here's my keys, bitch. Let me know. (laughs) Let me know. I'll fucking open the garage, bitch. Take my car. Take the fucking lawn chairs. Go to a sporting event. Like, you know, for me, it's just uh, an additional love. Oh, yeah. Will Esteban be okay with that? I don't think so. Probably not. Probably not. He probably wants me to fuck Why you always hanging out with my bitch? (laughs) Why you always leave my bitch alone? I'm like, bitch. Oh, that, that, that bitch is like so amazing. She's so fun. Like, let me have about it let <laughs> like, yeah. me go you know but you know Esteban would not be okay with it but I think that I would want yeah, to be like yeah I think that eventually he will little, with time you know, you know? Mm-hmm. but I think I would be super dope mm-hmm. I would be a super dope person mm-hmm. to be around with that's just who I am but Laura what do you think what's your tips yes as long okay. as you don't fuck with my money that's it <laughs> money is number one here okay <laughs> go for it Laura. Um, I think the most important one that I could think of would be to respect the fact that you're not always gonna have time to be with that person that has children you need to respect mm-hmm. the time that they need to have with their kids by themselves mm-hmm. you need to respect the fact that sometimes they're gonna be exhausted from mm-hmm working dealing with 
baby daddy or baby mama dealing with all the kids and cooking and cleaning and homework and all that, sometimes they're not going to have time or the energy to see you Mm -hmm. or do anything, you know, special with you, or they're not going to want you to come over and cuddle or whatever. They just need some time to themselves or they need to spend time without you, either with the kids or with Mm -hmm. the baby daddy, baby mama as well. And Mm -hmm. that needs to be family time without you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think having that um, in mind going into it, knowing that you're not always going to be involved all the time and you're not going to be there all the time or have the one-on-one time that you want mm-hmm. um, is something to keep in mind as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really important because, yeah, I think that's the main reason why I never fucked with a man who had, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say I never fucked with a man who had kids. I mean, I'm, fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, his kids were grown, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, they're not yeah. even part of the picture, you know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways. But, yeah, like, I think that that's super important because, like, yeah. I feel like that's the reason why I didn't, like, actually get into a fucking very solid relationship Mm. with somebody because Mm -hmm. I wanted all the time to myself so I feel like if you can't if you're a clingy person like me and if you want this man all to your fucking self make sure he doesn't have prior commitments because now you're hurting yourself that's true like you are hurting yourself you're fooling yourself to thinking that maybe eventually he'll drop everything and which is unhealthy why would he want that why would he want to take children away from their parents why would he want that kind of person yeah and so if you're trying to be selfish with time girl get you a man that has no children there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting that no yeah i'm telling you i mean having you know being with a person that has children is not for everyone but that's where you need to make that that's Mm -hmm. that's a decision you need to make the kids Mm -hmm. are not going to go anywhere they're not disappearing you can't just you know there's no magic wand that makes them go away if you're with this man and he has children you cannot see yourself being a co-parent or a Mm stepmom walk away yeah Mm because if you think that you're going to change his mind Mm -hmm. and have him walk away from his children guess what he might do it because there is men and there is women that do but let me tell you one he's going to resent you and two the same thing that he did with those children, he'll do them with your children. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Absolutely. Yes. I think oh, that should be another episode. Like, that's a whole other episode. Side chicks. Side the chicks. side chicks trying to become the yeah. main chicks. Yeah, side chicks trying to be the main chicks. And also, like, men who don't have the spine to, like, it's not, say no. Yeah, it's, because, it's like, for example. Also that, that's who they are. Yeah, they just, you just... You just kind of like gave them the, the opportunity to be able to say, walk away. And, yeah, yeah. and it's funny. These women Ooh. think that... It won't happen to you. It won't happen to them. Yeah. Like, girl, if he left his wife yes, for you, he's going to leave you. Yeah. Someone else. Exactly. I, I always, that History boggles my mind. Himself. And then it's just, you know, life comes around for yeah. full circle. Oh, there's always a newer model. Yep. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that's a, that's another episode. I need that Tesla. I need that bench. Oh, well, that basically completes today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Um, it was a pleasure talking yes. to Cecia today. Thank you, Thank you, for you Cecia, Thank you, girls, for giving for us me. the insight. And also, you know, everybody got a little something. You know, if you're in a you're co-parenting or if you're a single person trying <laughs> trying it with you mm. know somebody who has kids, uh, yeah, we we gave you some value, bitch. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. So, uh, yeah, write to us. Um, you can contact us at niptalkpod at gmail.com if you have questions um, yourself or you have your own situations and stories of co-parenting. We'd love to hear those stories as well, and we'll share them on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.